Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. In beautiful western Connecticut is a small town named Warren. Turn off of the main route in Warren, Connecticut, onto a side road, and soon you'll reach a dead end. At that dead end, you'll see a dirt trail that leads into the woods. And if you follow that trail for about a half mile, you'll come to a pile of wood, bricks, and stone that used to be a house. About 30 yards from the house is a stone monument that reads, Birthplace of Reverend Charles G. Finney, Noted Evangelist, President of Oberlin College, 1851 through 1866. Born August 29, 1792. Died August 16, 1875. When I first visited the site in the late 1990s, the house was still standing. Then sometime in the early 2000s, the structure collapsed. I've been privileged to bring scores of people to visit that site over the years, and we've prayed and taken pictures next to the monument numerous times. Charles Finney was the youngest of nine children. His dad was a farmer, and when Charles was still young, his family moved to upstate New York. Charles Finney decided at a young age that he wanted to be a lawyer, and when he was 26 years old, he went to work in the law office of Judge Benjamin Wright in Adams, New York. Judge Wright was very happy to mentor this young lawyer, and on Finney's very first day, Judge Wright pointed him to one of his prized possessions, his five volumes of William Blackstone legal commentaries. The judge told young Charles Finney, Here is the final authority in all matters of law throughout the English-speaking world. He said, No man can hope to make a success at law in this rising young republic without mastering these volumes. So young Charles Finney went right to work, immersing himself in the Blackstone commentaries. As he did, he noticed that Mr. Blackstone constantly referred to the Holy Scriptures. Finney knew what the Holy Scriptures were, but he didn't know much about them. And there came a point when he realized, if I don't learn more about the Bible, I'm going to be limited in my understanding of the law. So Finney got his hands on a Bible, and he started to read it, not in order to know God, but simply to educate himself in the law. The more he read the Bible, the more intrigued he became. After two years of regularly reading the Bible, He was convinced that the Bible was, in fact, the Word of God. And he was surprised to realize that he was now spending more of his time reading the Bible than he was reading Blackstone's law books. His interest in God was overtaking his interest in the law. He still had so many questions, and he wasn't sure how to get the answers. But he desperately wanted to know the truth. Finally, he decided, if God is real, he can reveal himself to me. He can give me the answers I'm looking for. On Wednesday morning, October 10th, 1821, Charles was walking to his job at the law office when he made a drastic decision. I'm going to go alone into the woods, and I'm not coming out until I have my answers. By the time he walked out of those woods at the end of the day, Charles Finney had put his faith in Jesus Christ and 
He had surrendered his entire life to God. He resigned his job as a lawyer, and he began to be trained for the ministry by his pastor. Charles Finney was a major influence in the sweeping revival known as the Second Great Awakening. To this day, there are numerous gospel-preaching churches all across upstate New York that are the result of his influence. Finney pastored a church in Manhattan, which is where Jeremiah Lamphere was saved, the businessman whose prayer meetings sparked the revival of 1857. Charles Finney's methods and preaching are considered controversial by some people. He's especially disliked by those who embrace John Calvin's system of teaching because Finney openly opposed Calvin's Reformed theology. Finney stressed that every man possesses the ability to turn to Christ for salvation and that true faith will manifest itself in a genuine effort to obey God. Here's some of what Finney said about how Christians ought to live. Satan has very little trouble with those Christians who are not spiritual but lukewarm and slothful and worldly-minded. They do not disturb him nor he them. Every Christian makes an impression by his conduct and witnesses either for one side or the other. If the church were to live one week as if they believed the Bible, sinners would melt down before them. If Christians themselves have deep feeling on the subject of religion, they will produce deep feeling wherever they go. And if they are cold or light and trifling, they inevitably destroy all deep feeling, even in awakened sinners. Finney spoke out strongly against slavery, and he was influential in the operation of the Underground Railroad. He was president of Oberlin College for 15 years and Oberlin was the first American college to admit black students. Charles Finney died in Oberlin, Ohio in 1875 at 82 years of age. Christian, God will do great things in the lives of people who diligently seek him. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.